0: SBR, the people's pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. Welcome back, everybody.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: I had to shout extra loud, because last week, I didn't realize it was, like, so low. and I was like, oh, man. It's not as exciting. Gotta get people hyped. Gotta get people juiced when they come on SBR, okay?
1: I know, yeah. The energy wasn't there last week. I'm not sure why.
0: Um, Yeah. I, I think I thought I was doing it. But... It wasn't even close to what I usually bring. What's going on?
1: What's going on, Cliff?
0: I don't know. Something, something deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> when I, All the social people that are all mad at us because we talk bad about LeBron. <laughs>
1: oh, Cliff, don't let that get to you. Come on. Yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> it, it's actually really funny. It's our job,
1: <laughs> Cliff. Now you know what it's like. Keeping, but, keeping someone's ego in check, <laughs> Cliff, that's our my job.
0: Son- my favorite though is that there's like all the people that are just like it's not serious. This is just. <laughs> Yeah. Like that which is the total point of this podcast is like it's fun. We'll talk about it, but it's all just nonsense.
1: It <laughs> it's is all pretty nonsense. hilarious how seriously people take this stuff. It's not that serious, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not that serious. We are also all right.
1: trolling you half the time. So. <laughs> This notion that we seriously, you know, care about this is, uh, you know.
0: It's it's all content, everybody. We're doing doing content of the content.
1: Trying to keep you entertained. Yeah, that's it.
0: Metaphorical with other content. So that's just how we're mixing it all together. All right. We're going to take another double step back looking at the news. Joe, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills says he throws up before every game. What? That
1: is crazy. (laughs) This man, this man must be dehydrated, man. Give him some Gatorade or something.
0: Give him a banana. What is, what is going on? Mahomes was like, what? It's intense. Joe, Zion declares he wants to be in New Orleans. He wants to be here.
1: He wants money, Beignets. Cliff. Beignets. He wants uh, money. And so I think that is a good decision.
0: Did anyone think he was unhappy there? Had- <laughs> Gumbo? <laughs> Jambalaya?
1: He's enjoying parts of New Orleans, but uh, we'll see how it turns out on the basketball court. Although, look, if Zion's healthy, Pelican's dangerous team. Yeah, with CJ? Dangerous yeah. team. Yeah, CJ, Brandon Ingram's coming into his own. Yeah. You got uh, uh, Grand Theft Al- Alvarado over <laughs> there. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And and my boy,
0: JV. Yo, boy,
1: JV. JV. That guy's a monster. That's a a fun, dangerous, you know, first round, second round team to watch.
0: Joe, LeBron says he wants to buy a Vegas team Mm. because he is now a billionaire.
1: Dude, LeBron— Let's just real quick. I mean, I know we hit on LeBron a lot. LeBron is, is freaking winning at life, man. This guy. He is a, a mogul. A he's mogul. a mogul. He's got a Billy, a Billy, and he's got a museum dedicated to himself. <laughs> he's got statues all over the place. He's going to have a statue and a jersey and, you know, half the arenas in the NBA. So, I mean. Props to LeBron, man. I mean, I hope he gets one of those Vegas teams.
0: Yeah, it, it would be crazy if he's still a player and owns the team. That's never happened mm. before, and that would be amazing. Amazing be to crazy. see. And, and he'd get Bronny, he'd get J.R. Smith, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't buy the Lakers, bro. That's it.
0: <laughs> Joe, Draymond's mom says that's not Draymond on the court. It's a clone. That's <laughs> sucking.
1: The it's a It's <laughs> it's one of those one it's of a those shadow clones. It's
0: a shadow, shadow clone? clone of Draymond.
1: That uh, <laughs> so this is what I want to know, Cliff. Is it in Game Six of the Finals? Is is he gonna finally like pop that shadow clone's gonna pop and then the real Draymond <laughs> has been decoying this whole time? <laughs> He's gonna be backdoor cut for a game-winning layup. Is that what's gonna happen, Cliff?
0: Absolutely not. It just means Steve Kerr is going to pop the clone and put him on the bench.
1: (laughs) Or is the clone going to pop, and it's the one on the bench is the clone, and then the one actually playing the game is the real Draymond?
0: Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Where he (laughs) he scores three, has two rebounds, and has four assists.
1: And they're like, oh, shoot, that has been the real Draymond. The the single single. (laughs) Triple single, yes.
0: All right, Joe, let's get into it. We got to talk about Steph Curry because mm. this dude is gone nuclear in the finals. Truly extended himself to another level after a sizzling clutch. Mm. Clutch 43-point game mm-hmm. four. I can't say that enough. It was clutch. That's insane. The question needs to be asked, of course, if he wins the title, is Steph Curry now a top 10 NBA player all time? Joe, mm. we got to go back to our old faithful game. The first one we ever played, definitely, maybe. Joe, is Steph top 10? And before you answer that question, frame of reference, we recently, this season, did a top 10 of the past 40 years. Because, honestly, who cares about the old guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> who cares, right? Bill Russell won 11 when he was playing against Plumbers. Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain, yeah, 100 points. but like, and firemen, yeah, like, What can you do? Okay. Just this past year, we did it. We had Steph 11th Mm. outside the top 10. And I don't think either of us thought he would win with this version of the Warriors again.
1: Nope.
0: Nope. We had in the 10, Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Duncan, Bird, Shaq, Hakeem, and Kevin Durant. Mm. Joe, we know him. We know him. Back to back MVP. Unanimous, seventy-three and nine, but of course the finals MVP that hampers him. And of course Kevin Durant. Joe, definitely maybe. Steph Curry. Is he top ten now? Or will he be top ten?
1: If he wins, definitely. Ooh. How can you not give it to him if he wins? He's gonna have four championships. He's back to back MVP. Unanimous one of those. Yeah. He's got more MVPs than KD. He's got more. Titles then KD he'll double up KD in titles. He'll have more finals appearances, and really, let's be honest, he should have been the finals MVP of 2015. And yeah. I've been saying that since 2015. <laughs> yeah, remember you when have, we were in Vegas, Cliff, and we yeah. were talking about this and debating yeah. this with the guys? Look, I didn't. Have he stuff. was he was 26, five and six on 44% from the field, 39% from three. I don't know why. Anybody would think that those numbers don't deserve finals MVP. I understand you look at the games and you see what's happened, but they won. He's obviously the best player on the team. He was obviously the best player on the team at the time. Without him, they got nothing. Like, you take Iggy off the team. And I understand he was guarding LeBron, and that's a huge thing. And by the way, he played pretty well offensively also. That's the only yeah. reason that he was even in consideration. His second leading scorer on the team, I think. Yeah, he was. Uh, and so, uh, look, I understand that. But you take Iggy off the team, you still got a chance to win the finals. You take Steph off that team, you have 0% chance <laughs> of winning probably a game in, mm. those, in that finals. Okay, so... Everything Steph does, and this is, but it's not just a gravity argument. It's what he actually did on the floor. He still produced, even though he was down from kind of what we expected from him. He was still 26, 5 and 6. I know he had a bad game, but they ended up winning. So I just feel like if he does win this year, that's four titles, two MVPs, and in my mind, two finals MVPs. Mm. You're basically. Almost to the Kobe resume, yeah. In my opinion, if you do that, so Close. yeah. I mean, yes, you don't have quite the defense, but and you don't maybe have the scoring titles, but I mean, you've been one of the top five players in the league for the past decade. Mm-hmm. So I would, I I would say. He's got to go over KD. I mean, the things we've talked about with KD, too. And the thing is, what Steph does this season is going to directly impact KD's legacy. Yes. Because it makes KD look bad. And in retrospect, I mean, it's it's fair. You got to be a little bit like, hey, did KD just – was he just on – like, was it super unfair, basically? Like, are you going to discount those? I mean, you kind of already discount them. Are you going to discount them even more? Like imagine Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh won another title after LeBron left. That would be Yikes. a huge discount, right? Yikes. That would be a huge discount if that had happened. So and Dwayne Wade all of a sudden you'd be this would be the exact situation actually. Dwayne Wade would have, you know, four titles all of a sudden. He got one before LeBron got there, he got yeah. two with LeBron and then he'll have an, he would have had another one after LeBron left and he'd be finals MVP and you'd be like I don't know, man. I think Dwayne Wade is, like, cracking the top ten all of a sudden. Dang.
0: That makes me realize LeBron's plan is amazing. He leaves a franchise in shambles so they can't <laughs> win without him.
1: Yeah, he does. He does. He Look, LeBron is, you know, for all the hate we give Orochimaru, man, he's been doing it for years, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing it for years, all right? LeBron Sama, he ain't no noob, all right. He's not <laughs> new to this game. Okay, he's been in the game for years, so he knows how to he knows how to create destruction when he leaves. I mean, yeah, he didn't destroy Konoha, but they they weren't good when he left. You know, they were they were pretty messed up, all right? <laughs> I mean they weren't they weren't just going on with the tuning exam after he left, right? Like that all that stuff was all over. Right? They're like, <laughs> what are we gonna do? You know, the whole cog is dead, like they just you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So <laughs> I don't know how we got into LeBron again. <laughs> but it just yes, happens. I, think, I I'm think gonna talk about him. <laughs> I think definitely. You got it, you gotta. If he if he wins and he's obviously gonna be the finals MVP and after what he did in game four you gotta give it to him.
0: Look, we, we talked about it, right? KD. KD sits at home right now, <laughs> yes. and while Steph he's, with the he's same been core, home,
1: Cliff. this isn't like he's been home. Okay,
0: he's with the he's same core. Canc-
1: he took his trip to Cancun and got back, and he's back.
0: <laughs> he's back from vacation already. He's back already.
1: He's back already. <laughs> watching these games on ABC. Right? Yeah, he's, he's already he's like, back home. He's like
0: the finals are still going. Isn't it training camp yet?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, Kyrie's still on vacation, but KD's back. (laughs) So with the
0: same core, he's back in the finals. And without KD, that's ouchie. Ouchie, mcouchie, okay? (laughs) Then you got (laughs) finals MVP of 2015. You just talked about it. Warriors were down 1-2. They started Iggy. He averaged 20 over those next three games. They won the three games. Overall, Iggy was 16-6, 4-1, 6, 52%, 40%. Great splits. Great stats. Great, great shooting. And, of course, guarded LeBron. LeBron was 38% shooting with Iggy in the game, 44% without an Iggy in the game. That's what we know. But, of course, Iggy actually only had two games over 20 points. <laughs> and in Game 5, he went 2 from 11 from the free throw line. So he also had a negative thing that happened, just like Steph had a pretty miserable Game too. I still think the finals MVP should have gone to LeBron, who was 36, 13, 9 and 1, which is insane. But of course he shot just a hair under 40%. It's pretty hard to give someone shooting under 40% finals MVP. And you lost forty five percent.
1: Does that not matter? You lost.
0: I get that. But man, who was more valuable to the team than LeBron at that time?
1: Look, if they had gone to Game 7 and lost a close game and he shot just over 40%, I would have gave it to him. I would agree. If they yeah. went to Game 7, if he carried them that far to Game 7 and they lost, like, they didn't get blown out. Like, they lost yeah, yeah, within yeah. 10 points and, you know, and he shot just over 40%, I would I would, would agree. I would be like, yeah, you know what? Just give it to LeBron. Like, like yeah. because there's no clear-cut MVP on the other side. But, Cliff, in a vacuum, like... A player wins 25 6, 5, 44% shooting. He's the clearly the best player on the team. Nobody else on his team averages 20 points. They win in six games. Like, if you were to give that to somebody and say, does this guy deserve finals MVP? I mean, what year, what other year are you going to say, nah, that guy doesn't deserve it? Right. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's in just, a vacuum. It's, it's just punishing him because it's like Usain Bolt wins barely against kind of a weaker field. And then you're like, nah, don't give him the gold medal. It's like, we know he could do better. It's like, that's not fair. If you win, you win. You know? if Yeah.
0: Here, Here's my thing. I think Steph is like Steve Carell. Like Michael Scott without the Emmy right now. He never won an Emmy for his performance, which is insane if you tell anybody that, that he never won an Emmy for right. Best Comedic Actor. But he's going to go down – as one of the most memorable characters of our generation and already is. And Mm -hmm. that's Steph right now, right? Because he really changed the game of basketball. I think my question, because I definitely have him in the top 10, even without winning the championship, (laughs) I think he's above KD now. And the Mm -hmm. question for me is, can he be above Shaq? Because they have a similar story storyline right that fun times kind of leader they changed the game of basketball with their dominance they weren't necessarily unclutch but their Mm -hmm. partner was the clutch guy they also have the ability to snowball momentum I love all those things I think it's very similar but now Steph is potentially winning his fourth championship solving those problems because dude is sick right now like and you mentioned this whether it was last season or two seasons ago, like this is the stuff we've been missing. He's kind of figured it out, yep. like pressing the issue and making it happen, kind of ingesting a bit of mama mentality into him. And he's killing it, like yeah. crushing it. He's not missing I, the shots anymore.
1: I think, well, I, I'll one on the court thing, and then I'll, I'll yeah. touch on your Steve Curl thing. On the court, Steph—I've been talking to Eugene about this. Like, we've been texting about it. Steph has been attacking the paint way more this playoffs than I've ever seen him before in the past. He has never been this aggressive, especially in the clutch moments. He's either getting to that mid-range floater, but it's kind of like a long floater. Right, like we saw him hit it the other night when he got past Horford, I believe, and then he was kind of like 13 feet away, and it's like, what do you do right there? Right, it's a weird position to be in, but he just shot a little floater, and he just nailed it because he was wide open in that space, in the in-between space where you're not getting all the way deep enough to get blocked by, you know, Robert Williams or you know yeah. Tatum or whatever, and you're you've blown past your guy. Steph has been doing that and going all the way to the rack so much this playoffs in the clutch. And I love that. He's not hunting threes. Before, in the past, I think the problem we've seen with him is he gets the switch on the perimeter. And then, yes, he's got a mismatch against a big, but it's not a great shot, right, that you want to shoot in a pressure situation where you're just like dribble, 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 and then step back three. Yes, he can probably get the shot he wants, but is that a great shot? You know, your legs are a little bit tired and there's pressure. This season... The whole playoffs, he's been doing this every single series in clutch situations. He's either there, he knows that they are going to guard his three, so he'll get all the way to the rack or he'll shoot that little mid range. I think that's totally opened up his clutch game because now he's getting easier threes, right? He's getting threes like off the, because they're a little bit worried about the drive. And so they're just not hard committing to the three. And that has completely opened up his game. You know, I haven't really paid attention to him that much over the past couple seasons, but I feel like after Katie left, that's a wrinkle that he added to his game and it is i think it's helped him immensely in the clutch i haven't done a deep dive into his clutch numbers this season but i think they're very good mm. like i got to believe they're very good and obviously in these finals he's been amazing he's been amazing you know clutch non-clutch like pressure situation doesn't matter he's been very good so i think he has elevated i think he's gone up a level that i didn't think was possible you know we always debated again he's not unclutch but could he become, like, a killer, a clutch killer? Yeah. I, we're kind of seeing it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he has gone up a Saiyan level. You know, he opened a, some weird, yeah. you know, some master came out of some mountain somewhere and was like, hey, you want to <laughs> learn some new things? Like, did you know you got another type, mid-range type? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, he's he's added something new. He's added something new to his game. Now,
0: the two the years Steve- that he missed the playoffs, he was in a hyperbolic time chamber. That's that's what happened. <laughs>
1: exactly, he was in some gravity chamber, and he got better again. Okay, and I love it because, of course, we love Steph. We want him to succeed. Um, the Steve Carell thing. Here's what I think, Cliff. I think he's a little bit more like John Hamm, mm. who also was nominated. I th- I think seven times for Mad Men. Uh, for lead actor, outstanding lead actor, never won until the last season when he mm. finally won the Emmy and everybody was, like, super happy for him. You know, everyone was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he finally got it. And to me, that's Steph. That's mm. the situation he's in. Because if he wins, he's going to finally get that finals MVP. And everybody has that thought already, like, how does he not have one? Right. You know, like, doesn't this guy deserve one? And to me, you know, while LeBron is kind of the Breaking Bad, um, Steph is kind of the mad you know the golden state's kind of the madman where like they're like slightly underappreciated in some ways and it's a little bit more like thinking man's basketball and i think Steph's greatness if you don't really understand everything that he does on the court it's a little bit underappreciated and he's finally getting his due right now and so that's what i think that's what i hope at least i i do hope they pull it out i hope i mean Steph will obviously win finals mvp and Deservedly so, he'll be in that top 10, I think.
0: I think the other thing to frame out, uh, things that I I think it's too binary, is the idea of being carried. Hmm. Right? Hmm. And, you know, because KD won finals MVP, he carried the Warriors. It's like, no, that's not real. I'm not discounting KD's finals MVPs because... Those stats, yeah, those stats are insane. Just for for everybody's memory, Kenny was thirty five, eight five on fifty six percent shooting and forty seven percent from three in the first finals win. In his second finals win, he was 53 percent, forty one percent from three. Great numbers. Look at yeah, the stats numbers. for sure, right? But it's not like Steph was averaging ten points. You know, Steph was 27 8, 9, 44% 39% from 3 during the first KD championship. 20 28, 6, 7, 40% 42% from 3. Man. In the second championship. Those are great numbers, you know? Those are great numbers. It's the same thing people do with Shaq and Kobe, right? Yeah. Their their numbers were pretty similar in the final two championships of the three-peat years. It's just Shaq went insane in the finals, because mm-hmm. he was guarded by Keith Van
1: Horn. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you had uh, Jason Collins and. Uh...
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Shaq's numbers were yeah, insane. Those guys, yeah. Sha- Shaq was thirty-seven <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> seventeen. Like, like That's those are ridiculous. insane numbers. But Kobe was like twenty-seven eight-five. Right? Yeah, those yeah, are. Yeah. Those are great numbers and would one would have won finals MVP in any normal year. So the idea of carry, I think, is just misconstrued. And I think Steph had a major part in all those championships, but I mean they were an overbloated roster. Like you yeah. put KD with Steph, Clay and Dre, and we've seen Steph, Clay and Dre alone is enough to win a championship.
1: Yeah. But this one, I mean He's gonna get massive credit for this because Clay's not even playing that well, and Dre has been straight up trash in the past two games. We talked about him.
0: He's a shadow. Yeah,
1: and somehow they're still in position to win. They've got home court. You know, as of this recording, it's after game four. We'll see what happens tonight. But they're in position. They've gotten home court back, and I mean, you got to give Steph all the credit (laughs) if if they win. This is his 2016 LeBron finals where he is just carrying and he's truly carrying. I mean, he hasn't gotten credit like this before on this team because they've always been so deep while they're deep. Still clay is kind of a shell. Dre is showing himself to kind of be a shell. So the system is still there, but Steph deserves massive. I mean, I I was digging into something today. Um, like, game score, Steph, is 25, which is nuts. That's be, don't, 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 that's like, Le, you know, for reference, that's like LeBron 2016-ish numbers. Mm-hmm. Or LeBron when he's carrying. You know when LeBron's in carry mode? Yeah. Game score 25 is, like, right around there. Second highest on the team, Cliff? Who do you think it is? Jordan Poole. Andrew Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. Wiggs. has been playing well. But Wigg's, Wiggs game score... So, so Steph is twenty-five. What do you think Wiggins' game score is? Ten. Yeah, close eleven point five. I mean, he's that's it. Eleven point five. Clay ten point five. Kavon Looney ten point three, and then no one, he's no one else is even at ten. So Steph is massively, he's massively carrying. You go to the other side, Boston Celtics. Tatum, 15.2. Jalen Brown, 15.1. Horford, 12. Marcus Smart, 11. Robert Williams, 11. You know, so they got like a much more balanced team.
0: To me, I mean, the Celtics are a better team. They're They better. are. They are. They're, they're a better team. The Overall. only difference is they don't have Steph. And Steph is purely the reason that this team is really making it happen. And some adjustments by Steve Kerr that I like, like – Telling Andrew Wiggins, you gotta get every board because they're yeah. losing the battle of the boards badly. Badly. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. got 17 in game four. So yeah. you know.
1: He's a beast. Yeah, no, w- Wiggins. And I think the thing is, look, Steve Steve Kerr's he's a great coach. I know people yeah. hate on Steve Kerr sometimes. I look at how he's unlocked Andrew Wiggins, man. Andrew Wiggins is seventeen and nine in the finals. Forty-three percent shooting a steal and a block over a block. I mean, he's playing yeah. D he's playing great D he's played great D throughout the playoffs. And that's the thing about Wiggins. That's what you need from him, right? You need to like give him an objective because he's not self-motivated. Yeah. You got to tell him what to do. Be like, Hey, yeah, what you're exactly going to in do in this series. Yeah. You're going to take, you're going to defend the best wing player on every other yep. team. You're going to yep. get every single board. And yep. when you're open from three, you got to shoot it. Yep. And I mean, it's worked. <laughs> look, and, look how well he's man. playing.
0: Steve Kerr like, freaking suppressing the Krillin out of him. You know? It's just like the dots are trying to form. Wiggins, you know, just falling down while he's dribbling or missing free throws. And
1: she's just like, oh, suppress it. <laughs> suppress it. He's got it. the ceiling. He's got the yeah. ceiling jutsu. He's yeah. like, I got to seal it.
0: Yeah. All the while, he's coaching the other, like the rest of the team. He's like doing things at <laughs> He's doing everything. Yeah. He's got the
1: Doctor Strange six arms come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to do a lot at
0: once. He's got to do so much. But Steve Kerr's doing it, so give him his due. Give him his credit.
1: And, yeah, give him credit. Steve Kerr. He's he's a good coach.
0: All right, let's move to the other side. So, Joe, are the Celtics primed? To dominate the next five years, so every member of the starting lineup for Boston received a vote for all defensive team. Amazing, although Jalen and Horford got one. <laughs> Was that
1: deserved? Was that deserved, Cliff?
0: Likely from Celtics media, you know.
1: Of course,
0: they are tenth in salary, tenth highest salary next year. Their entire core is signed on until twenty twenty four, except Horford, who expires next year. Of course, Ime Udoka is there. Joe, definitely, maybe. Will the Celtics make two finals in the next five
1: years? Mm, That is very tough. I'm going to have to go maybe. I'm going to have to go maybe. Because, look, they're great. They have a great young core. Uh, Tatum's only 24. Jalen Brown's only 25. You know, even Marcus Smart is relatively young. Only thing is... Very few teams make it to more than two finals without winning one. Mm. So, like, very few, right? You look at, like, even the great teams who, who never won a championship. But you look at, like, back in the day, Portland, Seattle, Phoenix, Utah, right? Like... All those teams, and then even the other teams like Orlando or, like, Sacramento, who never made a finals but was definitely good enough to make a finals, right? Or Phoenix, same thing. Like, it's hard to be that good, to be at that level, but then not win the championship because I think management at a certain point decides, like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then they try to go in another direction. I mean, there were whispers of the Celtics breaking up this season, Cliff. Yeah. There were like at the all-star break, everybody was saying, should we break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown mm-hmm. guys that were, I, I I don't even know if and Jaylen, Jason Ta- and Marcus smart. I don't know if Jason 10 was even 24 then. Right. I'm not sure when his birthday is, but he turned 24 this season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? That you would. And, you know, we were both like, nah, don't break it up yet. You know, because you don't really know what you have yet. Like, like give them a, a season or two. See what you got because you're not going to get – you're going to get pennies on the dollar. Their value low right now. Like, don't do it right now. And look, they're in the finals. <laughs> but that's how crazy fans and management can be, right? That's how crazy the pressure can be. So if they – let's say they make it to the finals again in like two seasons or even next year and then they lose again, right? Then people are going to start saying – you know what are we gonna do? I mean, I've there's actually heard from there's a
0: good chance they lose to the Bucks next year with Chris yeah. Middleton healthy.
1: And I've actually heard from even some things on Celtics media, like Celtics media will pop up on my YouTube feed sometimes, and I'll see what they're saying. <laughs> and they'll be like, even even this season, throughout this playoff run, like if they were to lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, people were saying, I think they have to make a change. Like I think they have to break up this team. I'm like, what? <laughs> why would you? Why would you break up this team? Like that makes no sense, but that's how crazy the pressure is. So that's why I got to be a man because they could they could easily they could win this year. I yeah. mean, we're still in the middle of the finals. They could win next year, or they could win the following season. Right? It's definitely possible that they could win a championship one of those three seasons. Right? But if they don't, then they might never make it back to the finals because they might not have a chance because the team might get broken up. Horford's thirty five. I mean, he's playing like a beast this season, but he's rejuvenated, right? He went back to the Celtics. He got out of the prison of purgatory of OKC. <laughs> and, you know, is is he going to have the same motivation next season? I mean, I'm sure Robert Williams might get better, but he, he doesn't seem like he's a really high ceiling player. He's just a great defender and kind of is what he is. And so I don't know, man. Like, these things turn very quickly. But... No doubt they they have the potential. If management is really committed to this team and they just continue on this trajectory, I think they'll win within the next three seasons. They'll win a finals. And then sky's the limit, right? They could make three or four more finals. Who knows, right? But if they don't win within the next two seasons, I think it's unlikely that they get back to the finals.
0: I'm putting it contingent. So I'm going to say maybe. To me, the contingency is on if they win this year. If they don't, I think it's over. Because they, for everything that you said, the pressure to tinker is large. Right. Because I think they have something incredibly special with this core. Like, they're minor things away. Like, not even, like, tweaks. I'm talking plays. Like, plays. (laughs) And, like... Like not roster changes, it's like little things away from being up three one. Yeah. And having a stranglehold on the finals. You know? Yeah. I think I think if they win a championship, that's something that you can with failures be able to still hang your hat on. Like we have a championship core. You can say that. Right? Right. And then you'll try to keep the pieces together. But if you don't have that and you are ousted by the Bucks next year, th- there's no way they're all coming back, especially with Jalen Brown in a contract year, that final year. He'll play really well. There'll be a lot of offers for him. Mm. Unrestricted. Like, what are you going to do?
1: I think, I think a lot of this revolves around Jason Tatum. Hmm. Do you believe Jason Tatum is capable of getting you all the way to the finish line? Because, like, let's say next year, Cliff, by the way, let's just say somehow, by some miracle, the Nets are good. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's really scary. Yeah. It is. Because all of a sudden, like let's say Katie doesn't get hurt, he has an MVP type season. Somehow they make some roster changes that actually make sense. They don't give away all of their bigs and you know bench players that actually could help them. They get some yeah. size. I mean, it just makes no sense. You have two of the skinniest non defenders in your superstars, but you get no backup. They, they
0: right? trade Kyrie for Dame. <laughs>
1: Well, let's say, I mean, I don't even think they need to do that. Like, I just think they need some, like, solid role players, some more P.J. Tucker types. I see. And You got Seth Curry, KD, Kyrie, and Patty Mills. You got no defenders. <laughs> like, get some tough guys and some defenders and some size. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how they never thought that that would be a problem. So let's say you just get some reasonably – um, you know, some average-sized NBA <laughs> players in there. And, let you know, honestly, let's say they're like a four seed. Okay. Right? And they see the Celtics in the second round. Yeah. And they're not dramatically overmatched as they were this season, and somehow they win a tough seven-game series. Then you have a big question on Tatum. Yeah. Because... It's like is it's kind of what we asked before coming into the playoffs. I'm still not convinced, though, right? Is Tatum better than Giannis? Is Tatum better than KD? Is Tatum better than Jimmy Butler? That was the question, right? Yeah. Tatum's clearly better than Derozan, so we could throw that one out. <laughs> but those three guys, you know, with the exception of KD, who, which is, we could kind of call it a blip because I don't think KD is as bad as he played. Are those three guys still better than Tatum? Giannis and Jimmy Butler definitely outplayed Tatum. Mm -hmm. Steph is outplaying Tatum right now. That's going to be a question mark moving forward. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: Tatum is one of those guys. He's been to the playoffs every single season. He's, He's had deep playoff runs every single season. And so he's had opportunity... He's had the opportunity to elevate his game and kind of carry his team. He hasn't choked or anything. He hasn't been terrible. But he also hasn't looked like the best player that often in the series. You know? Do you think Tatum is capable of being?
0: To me, this team, this Boston Celtics team is like a rusted development. No one was watching it. Like, everyone was sleeping on it. And mm-hmm. then they kind of became the darling of, you know. And Jason Tatum, to me, is like Jason Bateman. Mm. Kind of like, what What do you get from him, right? He's just playing the regular character. But actually, there are some things about him. And then later, you find out, oh, he could do Ozark. You're like, <laughs> oh, you know. And yeah. you're like a little shocked. To me, I think he's 24. He's 19. He's only 19.
1: <laughs> he's 13. <laughs> he,
0: he, he has all the capability, right? He's saying the right things. He's looking at Kobe. He wants to be like Kobe. Great. That's, that's, that's a plus, right? He's putting the time in the gym, right? He doesn't seem to have a crazy James Harden-like life. Great. That's also great. He <laughs> wants to win, right? He's not showing up in the pressure situations, but we've learned through Dirk, through Steph, you can learn it. Like, you can get better at it. But will yeah. they destroy this perfect Arrested Development cast, like, perfectly in there? Because they put it up against Monday Night Football, and they're like, oh, of course. <laughs> show's so not going to succeed. Why did they do that? No one's watching on Mondays.
1: Oh, gosh. But why look, you, you,
0: you got Job. You got David Cross. Like, you got so many great characters. And that's, like, the Celtics team. Like, they're – chemistry is my thing, right? They have the mm. perfect chemistry all together. But like you're saying, the one piece that's missing to make them dynasty level is the franchise player. Like, right. is, is the domination player. Because they're all pushing Tatum to do it, but he needs to just take the mantle and show that he can do it and that's what's missing from them becoming next level
1: like do you think that's a mistake
0: for them to put Tatum in that position
1: yeah because cuz when i watch the celtics they can they like remind me a lot more of like the pistons right the 0405 yeah 04 to 07 Pistons, right? That was an amazing defensive team. Yeah. And they had they they were very spread out their talent, right? You had Chauncey, you had Rip, you had Sheed, you had Tayshaun, you had Ben Wallace like literally at I mean defensively, one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. Right? The, holding teams to like 70 points, right? 75 points. Yay,
0: basketball.
1: Yeah, I mean not that fun to watch, but very good defensively. And then offensively, they kind of just spread it around because you had three guys who could really put the ball in the hoop if, like, if they needed to. Chauncey could create his own shot. Rip was a great shooter, great off screens, you know. And then you had Sheed, and kind of in the clutch moments, and even Tayshon could get his offense going sometimes. And in the clutch moments, it was usually Chauncey, right? But then you had. Rip as well, and they would do kind of plays for both of those guys, even Sheed. And they just kind of did it by committee. Right? Uh, and they had whatever five All-Stars, you know, that season. And the Celtics seem like they could be that, but they really want Tatum to be the superstar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like they keep pushing him to be the guy. And we have seen repeatedly though that he's not great in those situations yeah like he's not great if he's not getting that side step three i'm telling you guys okay i watch a bunch of celtics games this year okay that is his one move that if he can get a clean look at that side step three i have pretty good confidence in it anything else anything else he does he gets in the lane he's driving and kicking he is in the clutch not good he is not good. He's Except a turnover machine. When he's he did that turnaround
0: fadeaway on Jimmy Butler.
1: Yes. No. I mean, that's a. But to me, that's not really. That's an end of shot clock inbound play. I see. Do you know what I mean? Like in clutch, there's situations, no pressure that's generally, if you miss it. That's generally not what you're getting, and I think actually that helps him, because honestly, end of shot clock, he's like forced to shoot his sidestep or like a like a fadeaway. And he's very good at that. He's bad when he has to think. Mm. When he has to see where the double teams are coming from and then make a make a decision on the spot, whether he should just shoot over, whether he should skip pass, whether... I mean, he's, I've seen him throw it out of bounds many times, Cliff. I've seen him get stripped in the lane many times. Whereas Jalen Brown is more the guy who... when everything breaks down, he just shoots it, right? He's just (laughs) like I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to shoot a very difficult shot and he makes it a lot of the time. As you pointed out, he's shooting like 60 plus percent in the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to shoot. I'm just going to trust myself and just shoot it and a lot of the times he makes it. I don't know, like I feel like You can't be a team that for 90% of the game is like you have to only take the good shot. And then for 10% of the game is like Jason Tatum, carry us home. Mm. That doesn't work. Like, look, Kobe took bad shots, right? But he took bad shots in the first quarter and in the second (laughs) quarter and in the third quarter. And that's why oftentimes in the fourth quarter, he would make those bad shots. He's warmed up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because that's his game <laughs> and he knows and he's like hey you know what better for me to be in a rhythm than for sasha to be in a rhythm because at the end of the game i'm gonna be the one shooting over the double team all right
0: Ugh. those <laughs> games
1: for better and worse cliff for, for better, better and, and, worse. and worse for better and worse it's like a marriage cliff for better and worse. <laughs> rich or poor
0: <laughs> yeah they should change that or to and yeah
1: for better and worse because there's going to be some better and there's going to be some worse. You know, it's just that's the way things are. And look, I just I I think you can't do that. You can't you can't go Jekyll and Hyde. That's literally everybody in the media is talking about the Celtics. Like, why do they have this Jekyll and Hyde mentality? That's why. Because sometimes you're like Jason Tatum, be the guy and carry us home. And sometimes you're like, no, 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 no. We need only good shots. Mm. You got to decide what who you're going to be. You gotta decide which kind of team you're gonna be. Either you're gonna be a team that's like the Pistons, and you do it by committee. No matter what, there is no clutch guy. You just get the open shot, and whoever's open, he's the guy who takes the shot. Or you say Jason Tatum is the clutch guy, and if that's if that's what it's gonna be, then every every time, kind of, we have to run the offense through him when we're sputtering. You know what I mean? Like, whenever we're having problems, we know what to do. We go to Kobe. We go to LeBron. We throw it into Shaq. We throw it into Hakeem. We give it to Magic. We give it to Bird. You know what I mean? Like, if he's going to be that guy, we give it to Steph. Then you got to just let him be that guy. You can't have it both ways.
0: Yeah, I I get that. I understand that. To me, I like the throwing it to Tatum or Mm. Jalen Brown, whichever you choose. Yeah. Because you're, I'm always like, because if they do the Pistons philosophy, I think that's great for this year. And that gets them probably the furthest they can go for this year in a championship. But it doesn't help create a dynasty, mm-hmm. right? The Pistons were great. They yeah. took down one of the craziest teams ever assembled. Yes. Great. But they never won again. Right. They did get back to the finals, but oh, they, did. they never won again. But Big Shot Bob said,
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> big Shot Bob was like, in game five, nope.
0: Yeah, and so I I think if you're the Celtics and you're trying to create the next dynasty, which this mm-hmm. team has the potential to be, yeah. you got to potato Tatum in those situations to be able to have the experience to fail and hopefully build on that. If he's the type of character to be able to, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the exact right thing to do right now. To me, if I was like, Ime you I'd be like, okay, look, we got to just win the championship and then go call it a day. We'll try it again next <laughs> year. Okay.
1: I <laughs> mean, that's I, me. Yeah. No, I agree. Cliff. I, I agree with you, but I just think if you do that, you're going to have a Jalen Brown problem.
0: Yeah. It's true. You can't keep them both if you keep doing that.
1: Yes. You, you just can't. And I don't know if he sees be himself as the guy. I mean, I,
0: the thing I, is. I was to, him, I would.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, there's also a lot of evidence that he can be the guy. Mm. So I think it is a classic. Like, you got a Westbrook and a KD. You got a Shaq and a Kobe. You know? In the Westbrook-KD situation, KD was the better guy. In the Shaq and the Kobe situation, I think Kobe was the better guy. Mm. So who's who? <laughs> you know, that's that's the question. Look, and I'm not saying Tatum and and Jalen Brown are on the level of those players that I just mentioned. I'm just saying you have a situation where you got two stars, you know. Um,
0: the, the thing with the Kobe-Shaq situation that upset me was they figured out their roles. Kobe was the closer right. and he got that role. But Kobe wanted the whole thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but He's I like, mean, could they he... really have gone? How many more championships could they have won?
0: I don't think many. Yeah, because me neither. Shaq was a mountain. Yes. We've talked about this. Yes. And he was already down. Look at his Miami self.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Shaq got D Wade in his prime and he got one more championship. Yeah. And that's pretty much, I think that was it. I and think that was maximal. And they Shaq. came
0: out of the East.
1: Yes. They came out of the East. And also, Shaq totally, and he's admitted this, he totally committed himself after he left, right, to getting back in shape and to being in the best yeah. shape of his career and all that stuff, right? And still, they only got that one championship.
0: And still 14 points per game. Or whatever
1: it was. <laughs> Yeah, in the finals. Which, yeah, which is crazy. Um which he was, he was, was guarded by the, Eric
0: Dampier.
1: I mean, he was like, much better during the, re- during the regular season. He was much better. To his credit, he had a good regular season. But in the playoffs, he wasn't... I mean, it was all D-Wade, basically. Right. And so... I Yeah, I think maybe one championship was the max with Shaq. One more. Even if Kobe, he and Kobe had stayed together. I just... It's a weird conundrum. If they don't win this year, Cliff, it's weird. Yeah, Because... There's going to be all these question marks. You don't know what to do. Is, is it better to just put all your chips on Tatum and maybe trade Brown and get more pieces? Or, I mean, I don't think it is, obviously. I don't but think so. Who knows what they'll do after next season? Like, like, you, like you say, if they get bounced in the second round or something like that, because yeah. the Bucks are back and they're healthy, or yeah. by some miracle, as I said, <laughs> the Nets are good. You know, who knows?
0: Or, or the Heat get Bradley Beal? Yeah.
1: Or the the Heat get better? Or Philly? I mean, there's always those threats. So well, no, not actually. Philly's not a threat. I'm sorry. I put the nail in the coffin. <laughs> I, I was like, it, what? So. <laughs> sorry, I forgot they had James Harden, but. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Like, I apologize, oh, they, everyone.
0: You're like, oh, they have beat Tobias Harris, Tyrese Mack. Oh, Harden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a negative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's like a big oh, negative. Yeah. It's a lot of question marks. I, I, I don't know. That's why I got to go maybe. I mean, they could be great. Well, obviously, they could be great. But to me, Tatum is a big question mark.
0: Here's the thing that gives me hope for the Celtics. Is that it's not Danny Ainge anymore. Hmm. It's, it's not the guy who's been at the table for a really long time <laughs> that's sweating, yes. that sees yes. 7 9 suit and You're like, oh, all right, now we got a playable hand.
1: <laughs> now I'm ready. I'm all in. What and you got, pocket ace? Like, I, got, I got outs. <laughs> I got outs. The,
0: the you know, this is, this is Brad Stevens who coached both Jalen and Jason. Has a tie to that. And Marcus yeah, Smart. And Marcus he's, smart. Loyal he he's loyal to these guys. He's loyal to these guys. So it makes me think he will keep them together even if they do see failure. But right. we'll see. We'll see. All right. Last one. The Lakers are in the news. <laughs> the Lakers are in the news, guys. Joe, Darvin Ham has joined the team. Mm. Saying some great things. And he's also been saying what we've been saying. Westbrook is an all-time player. Which he is. LeBron's he is. in the news. LeBron's in the news saying he wants to play on the Warriors because, of gosh. course, he did. Oh my gosh. Joe AD is in the news saying he hasn't shot a basketball in two months.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Joe, <laughs> definitely, maybe <laughs> definitely maybe should the people, our people, the people pod, be optimistic about the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Do I even need to say definitely not? Do I even have to say that, Cliff? I'm sorry, guys. The ship has sailed on the Lakers. This version of the Lakers, we had our moment in the sun. Look, we're happy, guys. You know, I thought about it. (laughs) I thought about it, Cliff. I'm happy. I'm happy we got our 2020 championship. It gave me something to care about while we were in the bubble, the true bubble when everybody was stuck at home. I was happy about the Lakers. I was happy about the Dodgers. We needed that because we were going through a tough time. But look, it's over, guys. It's over. It's just completely over. Why do people think Darvin Ham is going to help us, Cliff? Why do people think that? Why do people think that? Because it wasn't
0: Mark Jackson and it wasn't Doc Rivers.
1: (laughs) Guys, and I'm not doubting that Darvin Ham is a good coach. Okay, let me be clear. I think Darvin Ham from everything that I've heard, is a good coach and has great cred, like street cred, which I think is important. However, however, LeBron James has four championships. (laughs) Okay, LeBron James is a multiple-time MVP, a multiple-time finals MVP, has been in the All-Star Game too many times to remember, has All-NBA too many times to remember. Do you think... This guy who comes in, who uh, in his playing career was a dunker, basically. (laughs) Darvin Ham's got some good good, dunks. Good dunker. And I remember some Darvin Ham jams, okay? Like, you know, we're old enough to remember when Darvin Ham played. I remember his Bucks days. I remember his Pistons days. And I was like, is that Corey
0: Maggette or is that Darvin Ham?
1: (laughs) He's known for two things, dunking and being buff, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I do remember that about him yes like what's here what is he going to bring to this table what pedigree does he have what what resume does he have that's going to make that's going to put lebron in his place okay i'll tell you nothing <laughs> he has zero <laughs> okay he can't he can't control lebron do you think this guy is going to control lebron you think it's going to matter what he says Do you think it matters that he's... Like, people like that he's saying, like, oh, yeah, he's going to keep these players accountable. He's going to make them play defense. Frank Fogle took this sorry team to become the number one defense in the NBA for basically two seasons, guys. Number one! And what happened? You know what happened? LeBron traded away every good defender that we had. It's true. Every plus net rating defender got traded away, and we got Russell Caruso, Westbrook,
0: Kyle Kuzma, KCP.
1: What? What do you? What, what? Why do you think this? This makes any sense? What? Do you, it's a personnel problem, okay? Russell Westbrook doesn't fit on this team. How do you? What do you think Darvin Ham's gonna do about that, guys? You think Darvin Ham is gonna be able to pry the ball out of LeBron James's hands? No, I just, no, it's not gonna happen. Okay, so look, I I, I think Darwin Ham's a good hire. Will the Lakers be terrible? No, I think they'll make the playoffs next season. But Anthony Davis has touched the ball far less than I have in the past two months, and that's not a good thing. Okay, guys, because <laughs> I get no money for touching the basketball. Okay, and this guy's paid millions of dollars. That's his job. This should be his life, and he hasn't touched a basketball in two months. That's not good. Okay.
0: For everything you're saying about LeBron, we all know the GM, the <laughs> coach, the <Yep>. <laughs> He's trying to be the owner now. It's like not enough. <laughs> it's not enough control. He wants more. Darvin Ham cannot stop LeBron James. No, Again, no, no. this is another person that comes in that LeBron endorses. And then throws under the bus when it comes time. (laughs) He uses everybody and throws them under the bus because that's what he does. The problem, again, like you're saying, LeBron James is an all-time usage player. And Russell Westbrook is an even higher usage player (laughs) all-time.
1: He's an all-time What do you do about that? He's on the usage first team all-time. What do you do? You, you can't do
0: anything about that unless one of them is like, you know what? I'm going to play off the ball. Who who of the two will do that? They are in an internal struggle, in an eternal marriage, a three th- a love triangle <laughs> with numbers. <laughs> a throuple, yep. With usage. <laughs> They are they are in this love triangle and eternally battling for it.
1: It no. just can't I mean they're they're in a love triangle, but they all hate each other. So <laughs> that's the problem, Cliff. It's a hate triangle. None of their games help each other. Anthony Davis no. before Westbrook came was already all time low in points per game, close to all time low in field goal percentage. All time yep. high in corner threes, which is not his, <laughs> which is not his forte. So you're already pushing him out of his spots, and now and then you bring in Westbrook, who's further pushing him out of his spots, and also LeBron.
0: Yeah, because like, Le- now Westbrook operates in the L's and the corners, it, or like it, like the 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 paint, because he can't shoot threes. So he push Anthony Davis way out.
1: It's just really – it's, like, terrible. It makes zero sense. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, sometimes you're just in a really bad position and there's not that much you can do about it. Again, look, will the Lakers be better? I think they'll be better, Cliff. I think hopefully Anthony Davis will have a slightly healthier season. I think they'll figure out something to do with Russell Westbrook. Something. And LeBron, I do think his numbers are going to dip slightly. His usage will dip slightly. Only because he's getting older and he probably wants to preserve his body. We'll, we'll probably make the playoffs, you know, but we're going to be a low seed. And we will more than likely get bounced in the first round. That's it. But LeBron, I mean, what LeBron else is there? Golden State's still going to be good. Dallas is getting better. Phoenix is going to come back. And they're going to be at least threatening... Because they're not getting – like, they're not going to suck. And New Orleans is coming. New Orleans is getting better. We'll see what happens with Utah. They might just completely implode. The Clippers will have
0: Kawhi and PG-13 back.
1: Denver could get MPJ and Jamal Murray back. And then they're dangerous because Jokic is still young. I mean, that's a lot to overcome. But I will tell you.
0: I will tell you, LeBron Mm. will still make All-NBA, no matter what. (laughs) No matter what happens.
1: Cliff, he could be last in the league in plus-minus, and he'll still make All-NBA, for sure. He will. He will. 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 Long live the LeBron.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because they're not just fans. They're in the media as well. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. Follow us on social. Battle the LeBronis. We'll be back <laughs> next week with more nonsense. This was SPR
1: with Cliff <laughs> and Jones. Peace, everybody. Peace. We love the LeBronis. We, we love you guys.